All right, everybody, it is Monday, January the 27th, 2020 for everyone listening or watching, but I am recording this on January the 26th, 2020, Sunday, 3.43 p.m., and I just got word that Kobe Bryant has passed away in a just tragic helicopter accident in uh, Calabasas, California, and it's very strange how it worked out. First of all, Kobe Bryant goes without being said, one of the biggest uh, athletes of all time in terms of influence and just totally, he's one of those guys that he transcended um, teams. Like whether you hated the Lakers or you love the Lakers or you didn't care about the Lakers, you had to respect at the very least Kobe Bryant. Uh, comparable to Derek Jeter in that way, just like I remember my first – basketball memories are me and my dad watching Kobe Bryant in the finals that uh, Shaq and Kobe team. I distinctly remember watching um, Allen Iverson versus Kobe. That was epic. And it's just, it's the weirdest part about it um, personally for me is that all morning I was on Kobe Bryant's Instagram and then I was on the explore page and it was because I had spent so much time on Kobe's Instagram. It was a bunch of videos of Kobe and the same thing happened with Brody Stevens. So when Brody Stevens took his life on a Friday night, that Friday afternoon when I got home from work, I watched the 10% gay uh, clip from when he was on Joe Rogan years and years ago. And it was, and I watched that and I was like, man, I've always loved Brody. I want to really like, really explore more of him. So I spent the rest of that Friday evening, um, you know, watching all Brody Stevens stuff and really falling in love with him even more. And then it might have been that night, maybe after I'd watched at least four hours worth of uh, Brody Stevens content, I found out, oh yeah, so I'm on, I'm on Instagram and YouTube, Instagram on my phone looking up Brody stuff, YouTube on the computer. And then I check my Facebook for the first time in hours on my phone and boom, there it is. TMZ reporting that Brody Stevens had passed away and I was like wait what like I was just it, I was just watching all this stuff and the same thing with Kobe today I woke up last night um, LeBron passed him and I actually watched that game so I finished watching the game and I um, start watching Kobe stuff and then this morning when I woke up um, he was tagged Kobe Bryant was tagged in an ESPN thing and I was like, I, I've gone to Kobe's Instagram profile, but I've never really explored it. And I I got a different perspective on Kobe Bryant, you know, a few hours before he died. But um, let me look it up here. So basically his Instagram profile, now that he is retired and becoming an ambassador for so many different things, I see how family-oriented he is, how proud he is of his kids, how he just had a baby not too long ago, definitely within the past year and a half. And it's it's heartbreaking it really is heartbreaking to see all these kids lose their dad you know and um sure you can get negative and say oh what about when kobe was accused of rape and all that blah blah i don't know about any of that i was too young i don't know about it all i saw was him playing basketball and all i see now is the man that he has either turned into or puts up a facade of who he is but it seems pretty genuine and He's writing books. Um, I guess uh, I, I don't know. It's called Legacy and the Queen. 
And it's about a tennis player, this young girl, who has to go through a bunch of challenges. It's basically a book. Um, it's not feminist, but it has. it's meant to inspire young women. And he has all daughters. And I, he, all of his posts are his kids doing what they love in their sport. And you can see how proud he is. And it's just beyond um, the celebrity and the public mourning of it. Brutal that he is now taken away from all of these kids. So rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. Um, you were an influence on me. I, I, was, I never played basketball recreationally. And he was my first, like, when you play in the neighborhood and you call who you are, I was always Kobe until Dwayne Wade came out. But, you know, he was the only time – he was the first basketball player that I watched that made me fall in love with the game of basketball as a spectator. So thank you very much, Kobe Bryant, for introducing me to the game of basketball. And um, thank you for everything you've done globally. Um, thank you for the body armor drink. It's delicious. And – um just rest in peace, man. It totally sucks. And I, uh, condolences goes out to the family. I'm very sorry. I've lost a parent at a young age. I was uh, 20. But, you know, um, I just I can't imagine what they're going through right now because it was so sudden, especially for it to be a night where, yeah, LeBron James passed Kobe in terms of the all-time scoring list, points per game, not points per game, just points. And it was still a celebration of Kobe. You know, it it made people who weren't hip to how good Kobe was have to go back and be like, oh, LeBron passed him. Let me see what Kobe was up to. So just eerie that it happened the night after LeBron passes him. Excuse me. Like there was already so much attention on Kobe. And at any point, even if he died in 30, 40 years from now, it would still be the biggest story in the world for that day. But for it to be... The night after he is passed by LeBron James when all the – he's so in the zeitgeist right now. And for him to be taken like that is absolutely brutal. Also, rest in peace to everybody else in the um, – Daisy. I've got my sliding glass door open. I'm letting Daisy be out there so she can apparently just bark at ducks. I thought she was going to enjoy the beautiful day. But um, instead, she is barking at what I guarantee you is a group of ducks. And those ducks – know that Daisy won't jump in, so they come and they just, like, mess with her, they, like, antagonize her, they, I don't get it, it's like a game they play, because they know, like, by now, they know Daisy's not going to jump in, it's been a year and four months of me living here, they've got Daisy down in terms of what she will and won't do, but, um, so moving forward now, as we continue, I was going to close with this, but, um, because the way that it started out with Kobe Bryant passing away, and I got in this sad mode and reflective mode. I wanted to not make a sad podcast and make a fun. When I can just keep going and going and going is when I get my uh, I get my blood boiling. I get a little aggressive. I get a touch angry. And um, yesterday, I'm taking Daisy out for a walk. And as you saw, if you watched the smoke break video out of my car the other night, I have poop bags on the leash. So Daisy goes pee. And she's a dog, so she squatted down. So I guess to a dumb fucking idiot who isn't paying attention at all, and especially because the woman, basically, so I can, uh, what I'm about to say will make sense, a woman stopped 
and told me that I need to pick up Daisy's dog poo even though she didn't poop. But she was coming from an angle to where she was she would be able to see Daisy's ass was pointed at her. So she should be able to see that no poop is coming out, that it is just pee, but she's an old dumb cunt, so she gets upset. And she she's wearing like all Ross. This is an old white woman at least 70 years old. I'm going to say at least 65 because maybe she lived a hard life and looks like shit. I don't know. But she's wearing all Rasta earrings, Rasta necklaces. Um, some people would say it was cultural appropriation. I would never say that because that's a ridiculous idea to me. There's definitely some cases where it's disrespectful. But most, I would say 99.999% of the time that it's cultural appropriation. That was in quotes for the people listening, not uh, watching on YouTube, which go to YouTube, search CJ Couch Talk, you'll find it. Or maybe you're a watcher. And you want to just listen to the audio as you go about your day. Maybe you're working. You're not allowed to watch stuff on any podcast platform. Search Couch Talk. Follow. Subscribe to the one with the green. I have, There's two of them. Um, the green one is the one. I switched RSS feeds so I could be on every single podcast platform. And I changed my logo from the very light tan Couch Talk to the green couch talk. So subscribe to that, whether it be Spotify, Google uh, Podcasts, Google Play, um, the iTunes, all of them. Wherever podcasts can be found, that's where I am. Uh, Follow the green guy there. And the only one, actually, now that I think about it, where if you search it, two will pop up of the couch talk feeds is on um, Apple iTunes, that podcast app, and on SoundCloud. But I don't think too many people are going there. So excuse me. Just uh, for everything else, you'll see Couch Talk. It's up there on Spotify. It's everywhere. Like I said, that podcast can be listened to. But getting back into this story about this old bitch where I'm not racist. I'm not sexist. I am ageist where there's nothing better than an old person who is really cool. And the reason there's nothing better than that is because there are so few and far between. It's insane how many old people are dicks. And this is the perfect example. So like I said... I'm walking Daisy. She goes pee. She is a dog who is a girl. So she squats down. She's peeing. This woman, all Rasta stuff. She should be, hey man, what's going on? She stops. Daisy goes pee, takes a couple steps. She stops, puts her window down. and goes, excuse me, you need to pick up your dog's poo. And I was, I looked at her. I showed her the poop bag and I was like, I agree. I should pick up my dog's poo. And she's like, well, then why aren't you? And I was like, ma'am, my dog just went pee. She didn't go poo. And she was like, thinking I'm lying now. And also, also, I forgot this. When I showed her the bag on my leash, excuse me. When I showed her the bag on my leash, she hit me with this. Yeah, well, a lot of people, I just made my chair go down. Excuse me. She goes, a lot of people put those bags on their leash so that it looks like they're picking up their dog poo, but they really aren't. And I was like, well, I'm not one of those people. I really believe in dog poop karma more than even real karma, where if you don't pick up your dog poo, you step in it. And she goes, well, you just need to pick up your dog's poo. That was her response to what I just said. And I was like, get out of your car and walk over there because there's no poo. If you find poo, that I'll pick it up. But I watched her pee. She just peed. She did not go poo. 
And she goes, oh, well, I'm late for church. So I'm not going to do that. And I was going to, I said, well, it didn't stop you from stopping being late. So get out of your car and go over there and look and see that there's no poo. And she goes, oh no, I'll do it on my way back. And I said, no, 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 no. You just did yourself a favor by stopping and letting out your frustration on me. Do me a favor now, walk over there. And I want you to apologize to me because there's no poo. And she goes, I'm late for church. I got to go. I got to go. And I go, oh, you know what? God bless you. God bless you. And she goes, I'll check on my way back. And I was like, good. I wish you would check right now so I can get the satisfaction of seeing your face when you're wrong. And she goes, oh, and drives away. And I was like, God bless you. God bless you. I'm sick of these old, miserable biatches. Old, miserable bitches. It's just, ugh. So, um. Something, just moving forward now, so something that was pretty profound that um, I'd already started this positive push, positive push, Brody Stevens, um, that was a bad Brody impression, which is a pretty easy thing to do is the impression of Brody Stevens, and I just did it bad, but um, I was listening to Kevin Ross on the Joe Rogan Experience, and he was talking about one of his friends who he was like... He told this was like the first friend that he had told that he wanted to be a fighter. And the guy was like, why don't you do it? You know, and the kids ended up dying of some disease or something at a really young age. And he said, you know, he was talking about how that friend would have kicked his ass because here he is just drinking and being a loser and staying stagnant. And his friend, excuse me, burp break, his friend didn't even get a chance to fail it pursuing a dream that's and and i know that's such an obvious thing but until you hear it out loud and it it's said in a genuine real way not the uh motivational speaker go get your thing going it was said like for real it really struck a chord with me and um i i'm not too i gotta really figure out what my dreams really are beyond what i am just influenced by in the moment that i think is cool that is a quote-unquote dream like I don't know what is necessarily my dream and what is me looking at other people going after their dreams and like lusting over that and looking at that like wow that's something that I want to do so um I got to really figure out what my dreams truly are and I've been thinking about it a lot and I don't think um it's something that I want to say on here. I mean, obviously, having this podcast turn into something that is my only job is the dream. But to make that happen, there's so many other things. And can that even happen? It's just a podcast or I don't know. I just – all I know is I'm 27. I'll be 28 in August. And by the time I'm turning 28, I want to be in it living what – the pursuit of my dream is, if that made sense. But, um, so the amount of like moving, there's a weird amount of like Instagram bots when you're on a celebrity's, um, comment section of their picture. Like when you, like LeBron James has millions of followers. He has thousands upon thousands upon thousands of comments, sometimes tens of twenties of thirties of thousands of comments. And to go through those comments, there's like all these thirst traps that they obviously work 
And I don't know what it is if when you click on their profile, they get access into everything that you're doing. I'm not too sure. Um, they get all your data. I don't understand how it works, why it would be a thing, because none of these are like actual genuine women trying to be models, if you will. They're all bots. And they even say the same thing. So it'll be in like all capitals. It'll say, don't look at my story if you don't want to masturbate. And masturbate is spelled like in all capitals, M space, A space, S space, T space, U space, R space, B space, A space, T space, E space. Also, how many people knew that masturbate was spelled M-A-S-T-U-R? How many people thought it was spelled M-A-S-T-E-R? So thank you, Autocorrect, for teaching me how to spell masturbate correctly for when I have to write a paper or something. I won't look like a fucking idiot not only using the word masturbate in a picture, that makes you look like an idiot depending on topic, but um, to spell it wrong, come on, Cletus, come on, Cletus. But, um, you know, <laughs> I don't know what where I'm going with that. Um, but since I'm like talking about social media right now, um, things that are really annoying, posting your glow up, like where, I, I just don't understand, like, what is this? Like rare, it's, especially when it's dudes, there's something different about a girl posting, um, pictures of them where they know they look attractive. That isn't as douchey as when a guy does it. Like even just taking a mirror selfie or a, a selfie like this front facing camera style. When a dude does it, it's just, and maybe it's just me, you know, but I feel like as a cultural like collectively, we look at that when a guy does it as, you know, the the pinnacle of being a douchebag on social media. Uh, there's way worse things to do in the real world in terms of ranking your doucheness, but a, you know, top of the class douchebag, top of the class douchebag that is on social media, selfie pics or the glow up. Or, oh, look at me. Uh, uh. Like, it's so... Ugh. It makes, like, your glow up makes me want to throw up. And, like, now you think you look like a grown-up. But, like, dude, you're a loser. And you need to own up to the fact that maybe, I don't know, you're just, like, a no one. Oh! Uh, Freestyle Fridays here on this Monday morning. Um, So, moving forward now. Mike Tyson uh, was hypnotized as a kid and you know it's an like Joe Rogan it's one of those things that he always tells people and every time that he's telling somebody like so basically Mike Tyson as a kid was hypnotized and I want to read this so I make it right um, he was told that he doesn't exist only the task at hand exists and to execute that task um, I know he was a, a kid and when I was a kid I still don't think, especially there's no chance now, but even as a kid, I don't think that I've always been so self-conscious and in my head, like meditating is a difficult task for me. Um, I couldn't, I couldn't imagine being able to really let go and genuinely believe that 
and genuinely succumb to that and just let that take over and truly I don't exist, only the task at hand exists. It's a, I feel like that's a special type of person that can do that. And I'm, it's not me. That's I, I never would be able to truly let go of being self-aware. I don't know if that's the word or just being self-conscious or just, I, I, I can never just turn my brain off and be nothing. I always feel as if like whoever you create in your head is being the person judging you, whether it's when you're in middle school and it's that kid that you think is really cool that you want to be friends with because you don't have any friends and he seems cool or she seems cool or whatever. Like I've always felt like that person was judging me always. And I was alone all the time. So like if I'm creating a team, excuse me, if I'm creating a team on um, NCAA football or anything, I would do every, or creating a car on Grand Theft Auto, anything that I would do ever. And I don't know why I can only think of video game examples. Uh, Here's another one, creating a skater on Tony Hawk. I would always think that the person or a person this it's not even a single real person it's like an amalgam of all the different people if that's a word of all the different people that i want to impress all judging me in my head at once like they're all going to see this football team that i created and are the jerseys cool and this is and this skateboarder like does he look cool and blah 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 and it got to the point where it never happened where someone would ever come over and be like, dude, that's the skateboarder that you chose. That's who you created. But I would randomize it so that when the, like in my head that I I thought it would happen where somebody would say that stuff. So I would be able to honestly be like, nah, dude, I just randomized. I, I didn't pick that because now to me, when I see somebody else, like my last roommate, a couple roommates ago, we were playing PUBG and I would always make fun of him for creating some like, I would always be like, dude, is that what you think you look like? You know what I mean? Just a fuck with him because he created a cool looking dude, you know? Excuse me. And um, I just, I don't know. I've always like, I've never been able to let go of whatever that is. It's always controlled me. It's doing it right now. I've gotten to the point now where this is actually when I ignore it the most when I'm doing this because I know that if I, if I let it take over, then I won't be able to do this. So that's, I think, the most beneficial part of me doing these solo episodes for my own self is that I get to turn that voice away and truly express my thoughts without, and it was a total opposite at first. When I first started doing this, I wasn't, it was more vocal in my own head and that voice had more control and I would devil's advocate everything that I said and even devil's advocate the devil's advocate of what I was saying. And um, now I truly feel like this is where I am strongest because I have learned to turn that off. And um, I don't know what I'm saying, but I am saying that I would never be able to be hypnotized for one. And if I did get hypnotized, I don't think that whatever was said to me or influenced upon me while I was under hypnosis, I don't think any of that 
would continue to have an effect on me as soon as I was done being hypnotized. Um, so moving forward now, um, one thing I noticed, because I barely listen to rap music anymore, and uh, I've been trying it out because I listen to such depressing music, and I noticed that when I was like my most confident as a, a person, when I was like fucking 15, 16, 17, um, <clears throat> and it really stopped at 18 uh, when I was in college, but when I was like my most confident, I was listening to rap and like, I'm the shit, motherfucker, all that, like I felt that you know, and I didn't like that version of myself, but at least I was confident and happy and like living in this blissful world where I was awesome, you know, um, so I've been trying to get back into it and there's a lot of bad rap songs and maybe I just am listening to the wrong rap music and what I find myself is just going back and listening to all the rap music that I used to listen to in 2007 and 8 and 9 and a little bit of 2010. Nah, I mean, it went from 2000, a little bit of 2011. But um, I know a rap song is good once I start, like, like I'll just be doing stuff. Like, I'm going to put the mic down now. But um, I would, ju I would just, like... <clears throat> I, like I'm listening to a song and I'm like, oh shit! I'm like making up gang signs and doing all these weird movements. I'll be like, this is a big one. If you're watching, you gotta watch on YouTube. But it's like you make the gun with your hands, but you use your middle finger and your index finger as the barrel of the gun, and you like point it to your head, but you poke yourself. You're like, what, what, what? Like, oh shit! I do that a lot. I'm, I'm like throwing up shit that isn't real. I find myself like really. Uh, really using rap hands you know my rap hands shout out joe budden i believe that's where i learned that term on the joe budden podcast but um that's when i know a rap song is like solid it's good um is when i'm got my rap hands going so um it is 408 p.m i am going to press pause and come back um, I'm going to go to my dad's now. We're going to make some bratwurst and watch the golf tournament. Hopefully, Tiger Woods can come from five shots back and win. Um, crazy thing happened today. He hit a shot. It bounced, bounced again, went into the hole, hit the bottom of the hole, and came back out. And it ended up being like four inches away or something. So um, he's playing good. I have. Let me check the leaderboard here uh, before I leave. Um don't worry. If you're not a golf fan, I'm not going to come back and only talk about golf. I still got a lot of stuff to discuss, but we're coming up on 26 minutes. And um, let's see. Let's see the leaderboard. So we got Mark Leishman in first place. Um, dun, 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 dun. Where's Tiger? I don't see Tiger anywhere. Where's my boy? Tiger Woods is six shots back. Through 12 holes, it does not look like he will be winning. Um, so I'm going to leave and come right back. I love you so much, and uh, you won't even know I was gone, but um, I will. So, BRB. All right, everybody, I am back, and um, I want to clarify before I get into what I just did and wrap this episode up. When I brought up Kobe Bryant, how he was accused of rape, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't trying to dismiss it. I wasn't trying to belittle it or make it into nothing. I simply was saying that 
I was too young to know what was going on, and I'm not going going to pretend like I did and talk about it and go into it. Um, I don't know what happened because I was just a kid, and for some reason, I don't know what's going on here with this. I got this weird... Hold on. I got to press pause. Fuck. Okay, so I don't know what happened. Um, I was... Like, when I record on GarageBand, it just continues and continues and continues, and it said it was still recording, and it was still recording, but it stopped continuing, and it stopped showing the waveform at all, and even though it said it was recording, there was no proof of it actually recording. It was very weird, but um, I pressed pause right there, and it just fixed itself, so I don't know what just happened, but um, like I was trying to say, I wasn't dismissing Kobe Bryant in saying that um, he didn't rape or he did rape. I don't know. I'm not too sure. And I'm not, it's not that like, I don't care. It's that it was when I was a kid and as much as like I, uh, Kobe Bryant doesn't, he has an effect on my life, but not really. Like I enjoyed watching him play. I'm sad that he died, but he's not somebody that like, I, I don't know. Like he meant a lot to me, but I was such a young kid and I was never a big basketball person that what matters to me about him beyond how he was, like I said, the first person I watched play basketball and made me want to continue watching is how he's affects people globally and is so disciplined. That's like what I take from him is discipline. He was so disciplined. So I'm not too sure if he did, rape her or did not rape her i don't even know if they settled out of court if he was found innocent or found i I don't know that's how much i don't know about it so i didn't want to talk about it because i don't have an informed opinion on it at all and i feel like that's extremely irresponsible i wasn't trying to dismiss it i wasn't trying to say that it's no big deal if he did or he didn't who cares he's a great basketball player like that's not at all what i'm trying to say um, but moving forward, I watched the uh, final round with my dad of the Farmers Insurance. It's at Tory Pines. Um, Tiger Woods, like I said, he was in contention. He didn't end up winning. I'm sure he came in the top ten, at least top fifteen. Um, shout out Mark Leishman. He won fifth time winning on tour. Um, it just it's so strange how when Tiger doesn't win. Or when uh, that's not what I meant to say. When Tiger's in contention, it makes watching it so much more enjoyable, whether he wins or not. Even what I was trying to say is, when Tiger doesn't win, it's still better to watch than when Tiger wasn't playing golf. Like it's so strange. But um, Rory played good, but not on Sunday. John Rahm, same thing. Um, not gonna get too into the golf, but I had a great time with my dad. I, on the way to his house, I picked up bratwurst and um some hot dog buns, and I also got Daisy dog food, but um, he makes great bratwurst. I make great bratwurst. It's pretty easy to make. You just boil them in beer and then um, on a frying pan, fry them up on the stove. Absolutely delicious. Um, you can also cook them on the grill, but I'm, I'm indoors, baby. I ain't starting up some grill and going through all this stuff to make uh, some bratwurst there, but one of my favorite things um, to eat is bratwurst, and I make them really good, but there's something. My dad makes them awesome, awesome. My dad makes them awesome as well, and it was nice. He made them. 
I crushed them. I've already, I just ate two before this and I ate another two during. So I've already eaten four of them. I have two left and I'll be eating those probably after this. So, um, a six bratwurst day is a good day. But, um, I just, it was really cool to hang out with my little brother and I was doing voices with him and like playing characters and he was cracking up. And it's so cool to see like a baby just crack up. It's strange. And it's like, I would love to know what is funny to him about it. You know what I mean? Because he like, does he, is it my face? Is it just hearing like a weird voice you've never heard before? And it's like funny sounding, I guess. I don't know. Excuse me. But um, great feeling to make him crack up. Like it's awesome and make him smile and make him look at you like what's going on. And it's just um, I also like talking to him like how I'm talking now, just like normal because he's like. He's more engaged, I feel like. And when you're like, hey, little buddy, like, which it's really hard not to do that. But I love being like, so what's up, dude? How was your day? Or he had just woke up. So I was like, how'd you sleep? And he was like, <laughs> and I was like, oh, it was good. I was like, it was a good sleep, dude. Yeah. And he was like, hey. and then, like, I wasn't saying he was responding like, yes. But when you talk to him normal, I feel like I get more of a reaction out of him. Um, so moving forward now, this coronavirus, I don't know much about it, but I do know that this happens every single year. Like, Every single year, there's this new disease that's going to take over the world, and it started in China, and it's coming over here. It's like, we get it, okay? But what I think, like, I don't think it's like a, a plan or something, but I think that because this happens every year, each year it gets less and less of a threat in people's minds like because this has happened for seven years in a row now everyone's like oh this is just another one no big deal and eventually the the real one will hit and that's gonna be when people are at the peak of not caring and just people already barely believe the news so just imagine like five years from now when there's another four previous including the seven in a row we've already had of these viruses that are going to take over the world and kill everybody and wipe out half the population. And people are just so dismissive of it. And then it hits, you know what I mean? Like, I think that's how, like, if we get wiped out by a disease, it's going to be just like that because that's the path we're setting ourselves up to walk down. So, um, shout out the coronavirus. Um, I'm not afraid of you at all. In no way am I even considering that I will ever get the coronavirus and neither are you none of us actually think we're going to get it and uh yet it rules the news um speaking of the news I got into because I was like okay I've only done like 20 whatever minutes I'll, I need to like come up with some stuff and I was like looking through the news to find anything and the news is just politics now and this happens where like uh, 9-11 happened and the news took over again and then politics and the war and that really was like pop culture, like how politics is pop culture now. It was a lot like that in the years, two years, three years after 9-11, probably up to 2005 and then it just went away again. And I'm wondering when is this news bubble going to go and just burst and people go back to being disinterested in politics because like it's think about how crazy it is that a war just went away because so much gets shoved down your throat and it's happening like the re the the reaction to Donald Trump conversations now is like an eye roll you know 
and it's it's gonna go away because it was too shoved down people's throats like politics in general and um i think i, I just it's amazing to me that a war just went away it's it's happening but it went away in terms of god i got like daisy's dog hairs on my nose or something do i have dog hair on my nose do you see it do you see it but um it's just nuts to me that like it was such a big deal i remember being with my family watching the war begin it was my family and the leslie family we went to spring training in orlando we rented a house and it was me and griff this is probably 2004 2005 so i'm 12 or something 13 at most and I remember still being in middle school, I'm pretty sure, but we're sitting there, maybe it was 2003, I don't know, but we're sitting there as like all of us huddled around the TV like it's an event to watch the beginning of the bombs in Baghdad and it was and in uh, Afghanistan as well, I think, I don't know, but um, I know for sure Baghdad was getting lit up and we were like cheering it on and then the news was continuing to thrive and people were watching it nonstop and Fox News and CNN's ratings were through the roof and then the war continued and people stopped watching and people stopped caring and that's what's going to happen with politics because it's too much remember when like people think oh all these actors now blah 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 they, all they do is and all these musicians are trying to make political statements the same thing was happening Kanye West saying George Bush hates black people you got the Dixie Chit chicks remember that they talked out against him at some award show like it was always it's always this where we get this influx of politics becoming pop culture and then it just disappears and i wonder when that will happen um i think even if trump wins again it's going to continue which he will win again and i don't mean i don't say that because i support him and i don't say that because i have no faith in the country i say that because of exactly what I'm saying. Politics getting shoved down people's throats. People having enough of it. And all these ideals being shoved down people's throats. And people having enough of it. And they, I think most people's answer to trying to make that stop is voting for Donald Trump. I don't think that's the answer. But I, I guarantee you he wins again. Guaranteed. There's no way he loses. It's... It's like a lock. I like it's a lock. Okay, so um, even though that will happen, I think that he will or the news. It's going to continue down this path of people being less and less interested in it until finally people are completely disconnected, and that is when Trump will get his chance to do all the evil shit that people believe that he will do. It, uh, all, I think that if he does it, that's when it would happen about his sixth, seventh, eighth year of presidency, you know? Um, but, uh, I don't know. I don't think anyone's right about hating or loving Donald Trump. I think everyone's wrong a little bit because he's a human being and not everything he does is bad and definitely not everything he does is good. And like, for me, I just... I've never liked him as a person and I don't understand how people took what they didn't like about him as a person 
and made that his strength. I think that's what's so nuts about it. And I know I said I wouldn't talk politics, um, but um, that's like what he did. People didn't like him because he was brash and he was an asshole and he spoke out all the time and he said dumb shit. And people were like, oh, he speaks the truth. He, he don't give a fuck. He says whatever. And it comes out and he's at least at least he's not some trained puppet. And that's what they didn't like about him. It's just so crazy. But um, moving forward now, um, I'm going to do a Couchstradamus Super Bowl pick. I think, um, first of all, it is the Chiefs versus the 49ers. And uh, everything is telling me Chiefs. Everything is telling me Chiefs. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know. 49ers looked really good. Um, whoo, what is Kostradamus going to do here? I think the score is going to be 32 to 35 Chiefs. 31-35 Chiefs. There you have it. Kostradamus picks the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl 35 to San Francisco's 31. Um, I think that San Francisco will have control of most of the game. I believe that it'll be... I think they're going to enter the fourth quarter having either 28 or 31 points, and the Chiefs will come from behind and win. They're going to have five touchdowns. Um, they're not going to kick any field goals. It's going to be five Patrick Mahomes either throws or runs, um, and he will be MVP, of course. Who else? But um, that's Kostradamus's, uh pick for the Super Bowl. That's it really for episode 331. I have nothing else to say. It is 10:30 p.m. on this Sunday evening and I need to put this video together and post it for you. So, I'm going to leave you with this Kobe Bryant quote and um I'll be right back for I guess the outro. Love you. Once upon a time, there was a young basketball player who had dreams of becoming one of the greatest basketball players of all time. My name is Kobe Bryant, I'm 17 years old. I the hunger, the motivation, and the desire to be the best possible basketball player that I could be. He worked day and night, every day, for years and years and years and years and years. As time went on, 20 years had passed, and he felt that he had accomplished all that he set out to accomplish. But what he come to realize is that the goal that he set out initially of becoming the greatest of all time was a very fickle one. And what he realized that the most important thing in life is how your career moves and touches those around you and how it carries forward to the next generation. What he realized that's what makes true greatness. Well, the story would be about transformation of a kid looking inwardly to then growing up and understanding the importance and the power he's looking outward. It's a great feeling to know that you set a goal for yourself and you were able to reach that goal and to knock it down. If I had the power to turn back time, I would never use it. I think about it. Because then every moment that you go through means absolutely nothing, but you can always go back and do it again. So it loses its flavor, it it's loses its, its beauty. When things are final, you know, moments won't ever come again. 
to be able to have the power to go back and re-experience those things is, it's silly to me. When you take that jersey off for the final time, how do you think you're gonna feel? Very at peace with it and um, I'm very thankful you know, for, the, for the 20 years that I've had. And, um, ready to go. All right, everybody, that wraps it up. Episode 331. Rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. Um, everybody just tell who you love, you love them. But seriously, um, it is nuts that it, just like that, you know what I mean? It just, just like that, any of us can go. Um, not too many of us are doing helicopter rides, but car accident, uh, walking around some car fucking hits you. A plane could fall out of the sky. A bullet from some crazy person shooting a gun up in the air could eventually come down on you. You never know when it's going to happen, but you do know it will eventually happen. So take that uh, for what it's worth. And um, I love you so much. I thank you for listening. Watch this on YouTube if you're a listener. Search Couch Talk. If you're a YouTuber and you would like to listen during your day of work when you're not allowed to be watching videos, but you are allowed to have headphones in, Couch Talk's available. Every single platform. The only issue would be if you are listening through iTunes. There's two different ones. There's mine and there's mine. Subscribe to the green one because the green one keeps you up to date with the current ones. It is my new RSS feed. The old one is a tan color. It's very light tan. Um, Subscribe to that if you want to listen to all the old episodes. So other than that, we're on every single platform. Search Couch Talk. You'll find us. Um, The quickest way to do it because we are so new, is search the episode. So like for this one, if you want to find it on Spotify right away or whatever, or Google Play or Apple Podcast, whatever, search Couch Talk 331 RIP Kobe Bryant, and it should pop right up. So um, you can follow me on Instagram. It is at CJ Couch Talk. If you have any questions, comments, insults, or would like to be a guest, you can email me. It is cjcouchtalk at gmail.com. Bada bing, bada boom. How do you spell it? It is easy. It is C as in Christ, J as in Jesus, C as in Christ, O as in ostrich, U as in uranium, C as in Christ, H as in horses, T as in tantalizing, A as in ass, L as in labia, K as in kaboom. That's how you spell CJ Couch Talk. That's how you do a solo episode. Rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. I love you. Thank you for listening. And once again, I really do love you and thank you so much.